Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... We're an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you, December 2nd, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Sports. 96.1 FM 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your Friday. We did it. We made it through a week. Wow. And the week after a holiday week or a short week is always a little bit tougher. So we did it, everybody. And we're Man. in December, and, and we only really like have to do what, like two more weeks, and then everybody pretty much mails it in. If you haven't already, so good news all around. End of the week. T.J. Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Roush, how you doing, buddy? I would like to give a shout out and a salute to all the people who. Uh, it's a strategy that I've, I've. It's a. It's I'm just now becoming aware of, and it's a really genius one. Um, but all the folks who decide to take off the week after Thanksgiving to get super duper Thanksgiving break. Just genius, right? Like you, we're going to, instead of having a four day weekend, you're going to have a four, like a a 10 day, 11 day weekend, just outstanding idea. So to all of those who are sleeping through this, um, real smart, well played, well played. I envy you people who are taking this week off. Is there a lot of people that are doing that? Yeah, two two people that I'm pretty close with. <laughs> that that's like a, I was like, where where are you off? I do this every year. It's like, oh wow, this is this is a great idea. Uh, it's a good idea. I don't don't have any any issues uh, with the who doesn't love that. We're planning, kind of trying to map out our trips and weekend getaways and whatnot for 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're try. It's also like our fifth year wedding anniversary and 10 year dating anniversary. So we're trying to plan something quote unquote semi nice. Um, Romantic. That's been fun. But one of the weekends we're looking at would make it, or one of the weeks we're looking at, it would make it where Hannah would have 12 days off of work, just the way with kind of the holiday, how it would work. She was very intrigued by the idea. And I can't say, (laughs) I can't say I blame her. That'd be so sweet. I mean, very along the same lines of what you're talking about. Just to have like two weeks of work where you're just like, I won't be working these two weeks. That's awesome. I think a lot of times, Roush, the best we've ever gotten is like a week off, which is always great. And we're always appreciative of it. But to be in a position 
and you and I have weird jobs too, where it's, we, right. we're, not, we're not like the normal, we're not like normal folks where you get, well, you do get paid time off, but it's tricky with you. Uh, you yeah. Know, yeah. There, there's stuff that you just can't miss sort of deal. So we're, we're thinking about doing that, which I, it, I wouldn't get all that time off, but she would, and uh, it'd be awesome for her. So maybe we'll make that happen. Uh, yeah. If you're working, not working, everybody's going to be mailing it in here soon enough anyway. So, uh, well, but we made it especially early. if you get the, the extended break off a couple of those days, you're going to be doing stuff you don't want to do. Right. Right. Like you're either catching up on some home project or, you know, just th- there's always something that you got to do that you don't want to like uh, organizing. I-, I need to organize all of the files that, you know, birth certificates, all that junk. Like that's just something that I just, I just keep throwing it in a box and I'm eventually just going to have to spend an afternoon and organize it. That's the kind of stuff you save up for uh, 12 days off. And you're like, okay, one of these days I can just knock out all this boring, awful stuff I've been putting off. And, and so it's valuable. It's, it's, it's valuable. Uh, Hopefully you all get some time off this off season. um, This, this holiday season, I should say, um, because it's uh. Like you said, it's it's cranking up December second. I'm I'm fired up. Uh, conference championship uh, weekend this weekend. We've got a couple of games tonight. Uh, I want to say six or seven tomorrow, followed by bowl selection Sunday and the Cats of Michigan. So a big weekend uh, ahead for sports fans. Yeah, it's a it's World Cup. Big weekend in that regard. UK playing a meaningful opponent where it's. People are going to absolutely lose their minds if they lose to Michigan. It won't be fun on Monday. It's certainly not a must-win for Kentucky, but for everybody's just well-being, it, it, it would go a long way if the Cats could find a way to beat a team with a pulse. So you got that to look forward to as well. Uh, so a lot to get to on today's show. Scoots, did you go outside last night and look at Jupiter like your buddy TJ told you to? You told me to? I sure did. I don't remember that. No, but I mean, I, I'm 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 a big planet watcher when I go outside. So no, it it was it was loud and proud yesterday. I've seen Jupiter right, a time or two, right above the moon. And if you got binoculars, you could actually if you had a telescope, you certainly could. I don't have a telescope, but even with binoculars, Roush, you could kind of see Jupiter's four moons in in the view as well. The wife said she. So could that remember. wasn't Venus next to it last night. No, well, it was Jupiter big, and then Christ. like directly off to the side. There were little dots, and those were Jupiter's moons. That's pretty cool. It is kind of cool that, like, on Earth, you can just look up and be like, oh, that is, I don't, I don't how far is Jupiter, somebody, quick. It's a long oh, way away, I can tell you that much. Uh, five planets away. It's, you can be like, hey, I can look up, there's Jupiter. It's even cooler in the summertime. Most years during the summer, we'll get nights where there are five planets out, including us, so you can see six of the eight, essentially, which is really cool. Yeah, I used to be used to be a big uh, nerd with that stuff. I had like an app on my phone, and I would always like point it up to the sky and tell me what's what, find the constellations, all that. But yeah, I, I kind of got away from that within the last year or two for some reason. Well, you moved to the big city. You don't get the starlights as much. Actually, as where I did move, I moved to the house, and I get I can see way more stars now. It's, it's less light or less light. Yeah, and uh, Jupiter. 423.9 million miles away, 422.9 million miles away. And our little eyeballs can see it. Uh, if you're wondering, Roush, Uranus, 1.7 billion miles away. 
I don't think so, TJ. Uh, it's pretty far. It's pretty far. So uh, that was neat last night if you didn't get to see it. I don't know if it'll be like that again tonight or not. But if I hear about it, I tweeted it out. Some people seem to like it. I did get one funny response on that tweet, and it was, wish I'd see our coaching staff buying and bribing players like everyone in America is doing, one school in the state particularly. But I guess we're content playing Boy Scout while everyone else cleans up on recruiting. I just responded and said, I was just tweeting about Jupiter, man. It's just a Jupiter tweet. Not trying to get too, Not trying to get too deep here. I mean, if you're worried about recruiting, like it's a little, it's a little late for that. Um, well, maybe moving forward, you could, you could want to make sure Kentucky's nil is going to be competitive. Uh, and, I, in, and I think they will be. Um, I think so. But I'm, I'm not worried about. I'm, I'm more worried about portal players than, than recruits. Which shout out to the portal because man, it's really doing a good job of not making me focus too much on high school recruiting. Because God. High school recruiting is hard, TJ. You know this well. Finding information on kids playing in small towns across the South is is not easy. Um, reaching out to them for interviews can be a real pain in the rear. But talking about players that have been that have already played college football, like it, it's all out there. You know what you need to know. It's 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 much more convenient. So shout out to the portal. Much more known quantities. AKA, it's easier. So Roush likes it more. You gotta you gotta roll up your sleeves sometimes, and you gotta you gotta you gotta oh, you, can, you can do it. I rolled up my sleeves a lot last year, and and you know what? It was it was needed for last year's recruiting class. Look how good they are. Two of them were named freshman All Americans yesterday: Dion Walker and Barry on Brown. So, uh, man, that Keontae Goodman recruitment too. I, I th- that one recruitment was enough to last me a lifetime. <laughs> I, I don't doubt it. Yeah, I remember the sense of dread of like. Okay, I got to try to get somebody to talk about this player. Where do I even start? Look on Twitter. Okay, maybe that will work. Uh, having, I don't know if you've ever had to like go to the high school athletic directory website and be like, these phone numbers probably haven't been called or used in years. And then you call their number and like it's got the little extension and there's just no chance that anybody answers and nobody does answer. And mm-hmm. you even know that, like, leaving a voicemail is even going to be just as worthless. So it, the sense of desperation having to, yeah, there really is, like, a, a cold call aspect to it. Uh, oh, yeah. Or, like, or a, like a twi- like DM sliding. Yeah, just, it's just, it's the worst. Yeah, I don't like yeah. that. Like sliding into DMs and not getting responded to. It's one thing if you're shooting your shot against an Instagram model. It's much more humiliating when it's a 17-year-old. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, tough. Really, really takes a shot to the ego. But... Um, you know, last year, great recruiting class. And uh, while it may not have the same star power as this one, um, there's still plenty of room to improve. And actually, Kentucky's arguably their most talented incoming playmaker is uh, playing tonight. Or excuse me. Yeah, uh, yeah, tonight. Tonight in the Division One Ohio State Championship game. Anthony Brown, he's had an insane senior season. I think something like 1,600 receiving yards and 20 touchdowns in the best division of Ohio high school football. So he's uh, he's doing it big. He's doing it big, uh, really playing to the, the hype that we were – the bill of goods that we were sold, right? I was initially a little skeptical about him because he's on the smaller side and he didn't do a lot of his work across the middle of the field, but he's just – it just keeps producing. Uh, looks like a real star in the making. So uh, Kentucky is still recruiting receivers well. 
And that makes it uh, attractive for potential transfer portal quarterbacks. So we've got offensive coordinator talk today. We've got transfer portal talk today. Uh, I had to take some notes, TJ, to make sure that we didn't that I didn't gloss over any. Well, let's try to put our biases and homerism aside, and let's assume there are no more surprise departures on offense. And I guess just for conversation's sake, let's assume Chris Rodriguez will go because that's what I think we all think he's going to end up doing anyways. So given what we, what we know is going to be there and what we know will be gone. Yeah. You still have to go hit the portal hard. Yeah. You have to go get an offensive coordinator on a scale one to 10. How confident are you? The offense is going to be good next year. And it's a tough question because you don't know quarterback. You don't know how they're going to plug the offensive line. And I think the biggest thing, well, 1A or 1B is the biggest thing, is you don't know who the offensive coordinator is going to be. And if that's not the biggest thing, then you don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Those are the biggest things, quarterback and offensive coordinator, obviously. So not knowing those, it's just a basic confidence question, really. How confident are you, 1-10, to 10, that UK's offense is going to be a good offense in the SEC next year? So that I guess that would probably mean above yeah. average in the SEC. If 10 right. is, no doubt about it, TJ, they're going to get a great – Liam Cohen's coming back, baby. They're going to get a great quarterback this thing. They're going to be they're going to be putting up points like you wouldn't even believe. Get extra fireworks this year, Crow, because you're going to run out of them. What, what would you put it at? So uh, if, if you were to just say better, I would say 10 because Rich Scangarello just put out the worst offense since 2008. So yeah. – um, yeah, that, if you that hurts the, hurts to hear. In in with all that talent, like it, it's it's the one of the worst coaching jobs I've ever seen. Like I, I it's it's incomprehensible how they could be that bad offensively. Um, but to say good, so this year Florida was seventh in the SEC at scoring offense at thirty one point eight points per game. So let's just say it, how confident Kentucky can score thirty one points a game next year. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah, what what was the average this year when it was all said and done? For Kentucky? Yes. Twenty two point one last in the SEC. So can uh, they can they get a touchdown and a field goal more? Uh like maybe a two point conversion more, touchdown a two point conversion more. Can and, and for reference that the the league's a little bit more higher scoring this year. Last year Kentucky was fifth in the SEC at thirty two points per game. So gotcha. So basically can so, it get back to the Liam Cohen? Stage. Which which is a tall task, but just getting over thirty, like that. So Cohen had the best offense Kentucky's had uh, throughout the Stoops era, and it's it's really not even close. Um, but to get them just back to that, I would say uh, to score thirty points a game, I would say about a six. Uh, and I think my biggest worry is less about the the question marks from play caller and quarterback standpoint. Hmm. But it's 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 actually the the not e- at least being able to lean on your run game when cuz that that's what happened this year, right? Um we thought going in this year, well, even if things don't work out, they'll at least be able to run the ball and they weren't very effective. Chris Rodriguez did once he got going, he had his 100-yard games and he got his and next year, this is going to be the first time in seven years that you have had just like all right, just give it to that guy and watch him go, right? Like, whether it was Benny, uh, Bowden, Chris, that they just aren't going to have that next year. Uh, depending on who they bring in, 
you can you can see yourself like you you can see a path to where they they find the right formula and they can rotate some guys in, but you're just not going to have a bell cow back next year that's of the same caliber. It's something we're really used to. So you're going to have to score. I think they have the 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 playmakers on the outside, the tight ends, the wide receivers, and I think they can get a quarterback that can get it to them. But if whenever this new coordinator comes in, there's probably going to be um, they're probably going to be stumbling out the gate. I don't know if they're going to score six, you know, put a bunch of 50 burgers against non-con to really pad those stats like Tennessee did all year. Um, so I would I would say just a little bit over 50-50 at a 6 out of 10 that they're going to get to that about 30-point-per-game threshold. Okay. I mean, that's that's better than like a 2. Uh, it would be worse if you'd come out and said like, oh, no, it's, it's probably going to be about the same or worse next year. Just be ready for it. So that's fine. And I think that's a really good point worth bringing up. We have mentioned it before, but – uh, it won't be the last time as the course of the offseason goes on. And certainly when we get into summer radio, it will be a big talking point. That's going to be a huge thing, but the, not having a dependable running back, at least not when the season starts. Maybe somebody will emerge and we'll feel better about somebody when the season goes on. Uh, that's going to be a big deal. And, and we mentioned it in the same mold of offensive line it's been so good and then when it wasn't it was like oh my gosh this is the worst thing ever same with kicking to to a certain degree as well and there will probably be games next season where the running just there's not a running back that can really carry defenders with them and we'll miss Chris Rodriguez but that will happen when you kind of have back-to-back best running backs maybe in school history and Benny Snell and Chris Rodriguez and that's that's okay well let me ask you this then I, I would probably put mine similar six there's so much unknown uh i actually have two different questions i want to ask you but since we're on running back i'll go to this one first do you look at a quarterback that can maybe tuck it and run knowing that running back and they're probably going to try to get a running back out of the portal it seems like and maybe you end up getting somebody that's good and you don't have to worry about it as much but do you look at a quarterback that can maybe tuck it and run uh especially one that can scramble because you you do have some question marks with the running game, and maybe it'll turn out that, hey, this running back can do some nice things for you, can't do everything for you, but when you mix them in with a quarterback that can take off and run, it actually turns into a pretty potent running game here. And Stoops has almost always had a quarterback that can tuck it and run. It's never really – right. I, I shouldn't say – I mean, even Tolls, really Tolls was pretty good running. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, yeah. And, and so, TJ, to, to – Quickly, yes, and 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 it doesn't need to be Will Levis jumping over dudes and running over people. Uh, in my mind, like I just want to have somebody that's not a statue back there because I mean Will Levis wasn't a statue and he got blown up like he was one, right? And I know I, I'm pretty confident that the offensive line will improve uh, based with experience, maybe a potential coaching change, maybe portal additions, like I. But I still the the stress that you can put on a defense with somebody who can just extend plays and scramble for first downs on third and like Hendon Hooker, as good as he is throwing the football, we really kept a lot of those drives alive or some aggravating runs on third and long. So I I think that's just a just the ability to get some aggravating yards. I think is important uh, when looking for a new quarterback. Secondly. Tell UK fans, and I think we did this last year. We, I think we've done it a, a few different years. How confident are we in Mark Stoops making this offensive coordinator hire? We've touched on questions like this before, but hearing you 
go off and off and off more and more about how bad the offense was, the more and more you kind of it's, – it's, the dust is settled now. You can analyze the numbers. You can compare it to other seasons. We had an idea of the way things were going to look probably midway through this football season and certainly once the calendar turned into November. But if it was really that bad of a hire as you make it out to be, and I don't think any fans are really going to disagree with you, Roush, like what the hell was Stoops thinking? You know, at the end of the day, it still comes back on him for hiring this guy. And I remember when he hired him, we all were like, hmm, we don't know who this is. I even think I said I would rather have somebody with more experience. You got Will Levis. You got these nice pieces. Let somebody that knows exactly how it's going to work out in a college game figure it out. But hand up, I, I said, hey, you know what? I'll default to Stoops. We didn't really know who Liam Cohen was. That one turned out to be amazing. If Stoops feels like this is a guy that's going to do something similar, so be it. But it was a terrible hire, all things considered. He seemed like a really likable guy. He, I'm sure that he was. Seemed like a good fella. But the offense took a major step backwards. So how confident are we in Stoops in getting this one right? I remember you said yesterday that you do believe it will be somebody with college experience. But I, 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 I just hope it's not somebody that's hired that we say, well, maybe it'll work out. Maybe it won't work out. Who? I guess we'll have to find out. I would much rather be somebody that's been a proven winner at some point in their life. The the thing for me, TJ, is while there's no doubt that Rich Gangarello, Rich Gangarello was an absolute failure at Kentucky, I can't blame a lot of Mark Stoops in this instance uh, just because of the circumstances in which he had to hire him. He did it in February, right? right? That's, like, true. That's true. You Normally, you're hiring offensive coordinators right now. So by the time it is in February, not a lot of people are willing to pack up. Same thing when he had to hire Chris Collins when Clink left in like May or something. It's just a weird time. Your pool isn't as wide. So I, with that set of circumstances, he said, all right, well, we want to get somebody who can closely mirror what we're doing. Let's see what we got. And he just hired the most experienced guy for the job. Um, he could have taken a couple other chances on guys that fit that Liam Cohen mold. Um, but instead, he went with experience over kind of rolling the dice, which made sense. So I, I can't blame him. Obviously, there were some red flags in hindsight, but I think you you had to take somebody uh, like that. Uh, now, here here's the part that is interesting to me, TJ, because this is kind of the – like he, he technically has a blank canvas here, right? He, he can do he can go in a number of different directions with where um, he wants. Now, based on what he's done in the past, like I, I've got a good sense that he's going to take somebody that does the pro style stuff, but also incorporates QB run into that element. Um, just it's it's kind of he went air raid first. He switched it up completely, and it, there, it's kind of been all over the place. I think he's going to go in that direction. And I, I think it can work um, if that person has the power five experience. So um, I, that, that was a long-winded answer of me saying, yeah, it's probably right around that five or six, right? Because that's about what he's batting right now is about 50%, 60% with three of the five having some some success and two of them leaving this job. One in Neil Brown went to become a head coach. Cohen went to go be offensive coordinator for the Super Bowl champs. And then Grant, who was – Pretty darn good for three years, but just ultimately had his limitations because he hitched his wagon to Henshaw. So um, I, he's batting about 60%, so I'm about 60% confident that he can get it done. Um, 
but the 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 big the big uh, take TJ here that everybody wants to hear is Stoops putting the shackles on the offense? Is he keeping them um, from from excelling because he he wants to protect his defense? And well, the answer is probably yes, uh, and that's just from a like. It's yes in that he's not going into the offensive meeting rooms and telling them what to run, but he's going to pick a style that benefits his defense. But here's the thing. He probably should because that defense was top 10 in the country and they're bringing most of the people back. So, like, you should have a style that 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 doesn't just run tempo and put your defense at a disadvantage the whole time. Yeah, well said. I, I agree with it. I was going to say along the same lines, like – yeah, this should be a really good defense. Maybe you can ask a little bit more out of them this year, uh, and if that means having the offense be more aggressive where the defense could end up spending more time on the field because offense goes three and out, or because ideally, in a perfect world, they score too quickly and the, you know, the defense starts to get a little bit more gas. Well, it should be a really good defense. If there's a group that could be up to the challenge, it could be them. And in a perfect world, all right, maybe the defense, you're asking them to do a little bit more than they normally do. Uh, they give up an extra touchdown. Well, ideally, if the offense picks it up a, a lot, you can still get a net positive of maybe seven points. If if the offense scores two more touchdowns and the defense only gives up one, uh, you're you're still coming out ahead. It's one thing that Stoops would would need to think about. Is there any team in college football that plays not necessarily like an air raid, but they're really fine trying to throw it around? Uh, maybe think similar to a Tennessee offense, but they still. Play defense. Their, their identity is defensive. Like their their team's identity is being like a tough defensive minded group. Is there any team out there in college football that does that? So here here's the best answer. And granted, it's in a different um, like the Pac-12 plays much differently. But Utah is ranked tenth in scoring offense this year, and Kyle Whittingham's identity is kind of in defense, right? Like that's just it's hard nosed, tough, hard to get yards. Um, yeah, they're top 20 in scoring defense as well. So I would say Utah is the closest comp. And here's here's something fun, TJ, because there's something I worked on yesterday afternoon that's going to come out today. Um, Utah's offensive coordinator is a guy that had kind of a William Cohen story where he started at Utah with Whittingham, which, by the way, I had no idea that Whittingham was Urban Meyer's replacement. It's crazy he's been there that long. It feels like there's been a thousand things that have happened and Whittingham's Whoa. just been there this whole time. But uh, Ludwig was uh, Whittingham's original OC. Uh, they had that undefeated season in, like, 2008, and he dipped, tried to go to Kansas. Basically just made a bad decision. Ends up coming back, and the offense is still uh, rocking and rolling out there. It hasn't always been great, but since they've had great defenses, they've been able to kind of weather that storm. Uh, but Utah is a good like – if you want to have a blueprint for – long-term sustained success in this kind of style of football, Utah is your best answer. Uh, and, like, I think Kentucky fans would love, love to have that kind of mold where it's, all right, every few years you you win 10 games, you go play for a conference championship and, and potentially a Rose Bowl, right? Like, they, I think it's over the last eight years they've had – this could be their third 10-win season if they get one more uh, in the conference championship this weekend or the bowl game. So, yeah, that, that – that feels like the good model to aspire to be. If you're Kentucky, you're just doing it in a much different, much more difficult conference in the SEC. 
Speaking of Utah, Scoots, did you see they pulled the big upset in basket hoops last night? I did not. No, who they beat? Oh. They beat number four, Arizona. Beat them handedly. Of freaking course they did. I told John Spears yesterday this was going to happen. Because teams, man. No, Indiana plays Arizona and Kansas in two weeks. And I literally told John, said, I guarantee they both lose two games before we play them just so it'll lose its luster, just like what happened with North Carolina. That's I mean, so annoying. Game, did the North Carolina game lose its luster, Scoots? Was the other night not fun for Hoosier fans? No, it was, but I mean, it wasn't as fun as n- the number one team coming in. Same thing with Arizona. Like, they were a top five team. I guarantee they lose one more before Indiana plays them. Oh, my gosh. That's, cry more. that's annoying. <laughs> we finally get a good um, schedule, and I'm these teams are going to poop the bed. Scoots. It's impossible for them to lose two more. Uh, they would have to lose to Cal, who has not won a game. All right. Oh, my year. gosh. Poor Devin Askew. That dude yeah. just finds the, the bad teams, I guess. They're the, it's them in Louisville, right? They're the only winless Power 5 teams? I would think. I don't, I don't know that for sure, though. But I'm pretty sure yeah. it was a step. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Arizona went on the road yesterday. And a pretty early season Pac-12 game, if you, if you ask me. I guess they play so many because, yeah, they've got a couple. <laughs> they've got Cal. Um, then they play some more non-conference. The, the, the Pac-12 sprinkled in some conference games in November or December for some reason. That's kind of weird. Well, it, we know how this works, Kentucky fans. Arizona lost to a team that they weren't supposed to lose to. It, it, everything's horrible. Season's over for Arizona, unfortunately. They had a great run. They got the top five. Uh, but but sadly for them, it's 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 curtains for their season. Who's their coach uh, now? I'm being facetious. It's tough to win on the road in college basketball. I don't know why that that needs to be told to people to start a season, but it it is. The the one thing you got, Scoots, they won't drop out of the top ten, so it'll be a top no. ten game. Yeah. If, if the Hoosiers uh, don't slip up. Oh, I'm not worried about us slipping up. Oh, <laughs> confident are we? <laughs> Just a little bit. Gained gained a little confidence. Man, so was this I, was this game scheduled when Sean and Archie were in Indiana? Because that would be funny. I think it was scheduled when when it was Sean and Archie. Yeah. <laughs> Who's by the way? Who is Arizona's coach now? It's, uh, the, it's the dude from Gonzaga. Yeah, it's the same Mark, guy. Uh, what, oh, what, okay. Lloyd, I think. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, that's right. Greg Greg Lloyd. Dude, I'm in like I I think he. If people don't like offense, whatever he's been doing at Arizona has been really, really fun to watch. People thought their program was going to like take a step back after some of the DeAndre Ayton stuff and the Miller stuff, and they've been thriving. Arizona's probably like the healthiest they've been. Of course, this is coming off a loss last night, but as a program, probably the healthiest they've been in a long time. Got to go back probably to their, their 90s run to see, or maybe mid-2000s, but Anyways, uh, the they Big Ten's last, doing the they uh, night. the weird uh, scheduling conference games early thing too. They got Rutgers and Nebraska ball before Arizona. Well, and ACC, I guess maybe it's just the SEC's the the last holdout because U of L's got a conference game this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. I think they play Miami on Sunday. UK and U of L basketball kick off Sundays. Sunday at one o'clock or tip off. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Going straight ahead against the NFL. No other sport has been able to find a way to crack into the NFL's ratings, but UK and U of L say, "Hold on, folks! You haven't seen nothing yet. Give us a chance." Uh, they play, but the Cats are in London. A lot of the media members that made the trip are over there as well. 
Scooch, they went and visited Chelsea today, the football club. Nice. Got to check out their stadium, locker rooms, that sort of stuff, uh, which is Cal exciting. Cal uh, tweeting out a picture of him with a big big picture of Pulisic. Mm-hmm. Just a couple of kids from Pennsylvania. Ah, oh, that Cal. And, uh, yeah, good, good stuff there. Speaking of soccer, Scooch, Germany, gone. <sighs> Gone. Oh, scoots. You know, for as much as everything came up my way on Wednesday, it's the exact it was the exact opposite yesterday. I, I was telling people that there is zero percent chance Japan beats Spain. All Germany needed to do was win by one and have Spain beat Japan, who was a minus two fifty favorite, by the way. And then Japan goes out and beats Spain. So it doesn't even matter because Germany's goal differential was nowhere close to Spain. So yeah, annoying. Don for showing up. No kidding. See you later. Alviderzine. Mm-hmm. Alviderzine, as I've always said. <laughs> well, we got to go to a break. We'll come back. That was a fun football segment there. Uh, we can get into the Thornton's text line a little bit. We'd we'd love to catch up with that before we end our uh, end our week. And then we got a fun show. So don't go anywhere. It's Friday edition of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Justin's a big country guy. He knows oh, some yeah. of these songs. I yeah. know all the songs. Yeah, Luke Combs. I, I like Luke Combs. How does She Got the Best of Me go, Justin? She got from- the best of me. <laughs> <laughs> Broke my heart. She got the best of me. Why didn't you just play the same song twice? You played the same series two times in a row. That wasn't that wasn't me. That was Trevor. Trevor made this drop. Yeah, no, but like the song, you just played it twice. Like, why would you just play the song twice? It was a loop oh. of the same song. I got you because you're saying I sung it well. There you go, Scooby. Yeah. That's exactly what we're saying. Beautiful voice from our producer there. That's Justin Kalen, Nick Roush. I'm TJ Walker. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. We go seven to nine Monday through Friday. Replay of the show nine to eleven. You can listen to Kentucky Roll Call wherever you get your podcast. Uh, popular in the podcast platform and you can text into the show any time of the day if you are a podcast listener don't feel bad that you're not texting in live we will get to it when we can get to it on the thornton's text line 502-414-1450 roush did you enjoy your free coffee thursday yesterday from thornton's oh man i knew i forgot to do something yesterday what a dingus right that's such a dingus move and it's 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 Man, now my day's off to a rough start. That just that just threw me for a loop. Um, but you know what? I can still make it up. The coffee there, very inexpensive. Uh, especially if you bring your own cup. I do like the refills, right? Bring like a, a Tervis, and it's only a buck. You can bring um, but, your own Tervis? Yeah. Like you bring your own like um, big mug, and you just fill it up with coffee. You pay for a refill, and it's only a dollar. What? I did not know that this was. You could like bring a silly little like mug in there and just fill it up and and leave. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. You can. Uh, that that that's what I do quite a bit when I'm, uh, you know, on the road with Louisville to Lexington, because um, like I might take one from home and then fill up one later when I get to Lexington. So yeah, it's a it's a great idea. 
to save a couple bucks. And that extra change you can spend on a donut or uh, donies, as we call them in my house, or uh, one of the hot breakfast sandwiches. They also get great stuff throughout the day. Thorns, your one-stop shop convenience store. It's simply the best. Download the refreshing rewards app before you go. You will not regret it. Thornton's just seems like an extension of our of like your own personal kitchen, you know. Like you're when you're there, you're your family. That's what they always say at Thornton's. Mm-hmm. Can can I bring in like my own? You know, can I make my own donuts in their store? Because they've got amazing donuts. Like I love it. I didn't know that you could bring your own coffee in there. Like, could you make your own yeah. breakfast sandwich? You probably could. I wonder if you can do like some special requests. Yeah, I mean they've got an in-house chef, don't they, Scoots? Uh, they do, yeah. Yeah. They also, I've seen signs the last couple weeks about a chocolate peppermint donut. Been meaning to try that. Haven't gotten around to it yet. I did do the pumpkin one. That was pretty good. I don't dislike peppermint, but the only issue with all these peppermint things that are coming out this month, like peppermint milkshakes. It, yeah, it's I just, don't need it, all that. It's like too much peppermint. It's not that I don't like peppermint. I can do peppermint. I just don't know if I want all the peppermint. Like, can I just get like little, like a, a tracing of peppermint? I think is is a better just way. A to hint of it, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Peppermint flavored things you. or pumpkin flavored things? Where are we at? I I just don't like mint with chocolate very often. Like I I might do one of those tiny little chocolate things, like the I mean, they're, they're like Hershey's has squares, but I can't I can't do a lot of mint chocolate. So I'd say pumpkin for me. I don't know. There's some pumpkin things that I love, and then there's some pumpkin flavor things that are just like this is disgusting. It, it, it is it is too much. So rolling the dice, I'd probably lean peppermint just because you know I, I know what I'm usually getting with the peppermint. Uh, so I'd go that, but both of them, I, I think there's reasons why they're they're seasonal. If you catch my drift, yeah, yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, I uh, would also like to add that I. Uh, I tried something new at the the uh, Mattingly family Thanksgiving last weekend. It, it was a pumpkin loaf. It like uh, it looked like I, I think how they make it is it's like a bread that's rolled up and they just stuff it with like whipped cream that's pumpkin flavored. Oh man, it was so good! Like a shortbread treat, very very tasty. Yeah, pumpkin An roll. Oh, sorry, Scoots. I said yeah, pumpkin roll. You've never had one, Rouse? Surprise! I had never had one until recently. But hmm. Pumpkin roll, very great. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm not a big pumpkin guy at all, but yeah, pumpkin rolls are pretty legit. Hey, Roush, can you ask your uh, wife what what time Ohio State plays this weekend? Oh, oh, they don't. They don't play this weekend. Boom roasted. <laughs> uh. Rash, I'm a little did disappointed. You see, did, or go on. What, what, I was going to say, did you see them like saying, like, we don't want to, if we don't go to the playoff, we're not going to the Rose Bowl? Ohio State said that? Oh, yeah. You didn't hear it? Very funny. Why? Um, the, well, in part, the Rose Bowl said they don't want them, but Ohio State was like, no, no, no. We don't want to go because we've been there so much. We want to go somewhere different. That We're so good that we want to, we're too good for the Rose Bowl. All right, well, send them to a terrible bowl. Though. Send them to the Birmingham Bowl. It would end up being the Orange Bowl, I believe, because they get, like, top – it's the top ACC team versus top-ranked Big Ten or SEC team. 
What losers. What losers. Yeah, yeah, very big losers. But the actual big news is that um, more so towards the University of Kentucky, I think we touched on it yesterday, but uh, Brian Hartline went out and said, like, all these people saying that I'm going somewhere, I ain't leaving Ohio State. Uh, Which, after we got the Mike Hartline news, this is – it was going to be a long shot that Kentucky would get him. So it's good that he's not going to Cincinnati. Um, because if you, if you thought recruiting against Fickle after a playoff was tough, like recruiting at Tartline there would be incredibly difficult. And Tom Herman, he was another candidate for that job, and he ended up uh, accepting the position at FAU. So now it's either going to be Gino Gadouli or uh, – that that's the big been the big push as of late. Uh, the former Cincinnati quarterback, who I think was the offensive coordinator there this last year, either Gadouli and I know Matt Campbell had some early buzz from Iowa State, but that might be a long shot. So very good that Kentucky will not have to be competing directly with Hartline at Cincinnati for recruits. Wasn't Hartline's wording sort of strange, saying like I have no plans to leave or something along those lines? Um, if you give me one second, I can pull up the exact words. But it was like, I'm flattered that, uh, here we go. Um, scroll. Oh, man, he's doing a lot of retweets. He was just trying to tweet through it. I am um, aware of the speculation surrounding my name connected to other vacant coaching positions and appreciate all the support. But right now, my heart is at Ohio State, and I do not have any plans to go anywhere else. So it started very, like, words out. Phil, that's Coach Filler 101, baby. But right now. Where's his heart going to be in a couple of weeks? Exactly. And he said, like, any current – I think he basically was just saying, like, I'm not taking the Cincinnati job. Yes. I think that's – that's. although, that I mean, it's not a bad gig. A lot, of, a lot of coaches have been very successful being at Cincinnati, using that as a bit of a stepping stone. But, uh, yeah, no, that's that's fine. If you say that's good news, he's not going to Cincinnati, that, that's cool. Uh, he should he should do what's best for him and, and Mike, although Mike is – elsewhere yeah he's at charlotte now gonna be a 49er way to go way to go mike uh roush a little disappointed with your mark story tweet again people just keep lumping in that 2020 21 season to make all these other stats look pretty terrible like we know that season was bad still i would thought of i would have thought that I mean, if you think 50 Power 5 games back, yeah, I wouldn't want to put all that in there. It just feels like the basketball team plays a ton of basketball games. So you're like, oh, well, it hasn't been yeah, – but, yeah, it, it still is eye-opening, though, right? No, because I, I, I know that season was bad, and I know if you're going to do anything in the course of the last three years or the last five years, that is going to skew the numbers to look extra, well, extra horrible because that season – was they won nine games. They won nine well, games and playing at mostly Power 5 conference that year. You yeah. also have to think, too, that the Kentucky football team, they were four and six in one of those seasons. Um, sure, sure. You know, but, hey, like, hey, Stoops gets paid more money. He should have more wins. The overall uh, the overall geist of his column, though, was like Kentucky's acting like an actual SEC school now, which is true. It's yeah. firing coaches after a winning season. I love right. Mark's stories, and in, in the first, this may be the first time in four years of Kentucky, nearly five years of Kentucky roll call history. Like that, that column was just not not it for me. Love Mark. Oh, think really? He's, like, yeah, we know, like Kentucky football. They what was his exact? 
my column, Stoops, the top paid per, top paid person on campus, to firing football assistants off a winning year. UK seems to have fully quote unquote joined the SEC. Mark, no, no crap, dude. Like these are just like little cutesy articles that are not really saying anything. And Mark never does this. But like, yes, UK has been in the SEC roush since what the twenties. They've they've been in the SEC for a 33. while. Thirty three. I I get your your sentiment that like now they're playing the big boy football. Their offense took a ginormous step backwards uh, in a year that it really shouldn't have. So yes, Stoops did what he needed to do. Stoops has shown a history of regardless of personal relationships, making smart business decisions uh, for the betterment of the program. The, the money aspect, that's just part of the gig. The SEC has a ton more money to pass around. UK gets more money into their budget. They should be spending more money on its coaches and coaching staff. It was just a bunch of – like, it was a bunch of, like, no doy, you know? I, 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 yeah, it, but it really his, his job his job is a little bit different, though, than, like – like, he, he his audience is not people who live online and know all this stuff. Um, like, the – it's it's a little bit different for Lexington Herald later subscribers. But the the one thing that I think the overall point that is substantive and worth noting for the future, all these people who said that Kentucky can go seven and five and their fans are just going to be happy, that that that's not always the case. It might be some of the time, but Mark Stoops has officially raised the bar here where a seven and five season just wrapped up. We beat Louisville in Florida, and you're kind of like you're, you're, you're left wanting more. And that's not something I ever would have anticipated, but Mark Stoops uh, has raised the bar at Kentucky. He, he has, uh, and that's exciting. That's what, what, what we all wanted, but, I mean, it's it's been raised. He's had uh, two 10-win seasons, and this year wasn't one of them. So, like, I, you know, I, I know that U.K. basketball is in the SEC. I, I'm, I'm fully – or U.K. football, excuse me. Uh, I'm reading the word basketball here on the TV, watching some of the highlights of the Utah-Arizona game in the background. I know that UK football is in the SEC. They've been in the SEC for a long time, and I know that Mark Soups has made a commitment to turning this program into uh, to a contender, uh, com- competitive in the SEC, things that he's done. So usually Mark knocks it out of the park. That one just didn't really do much for me. And that's fine. You're right. It may be a different audience, but um, – I was disappointed to see your tweet. It's just a crazy stat, too. UK uh, basketball hasn't been up to snuff. That's I'm I, I know it, and that season's going to always skew the numbers. But even without that season, you didn't have a tournament run last year. That was an opportunity to beat some Power Five schools. They didn't do it. Uh, mm-hmm. Although I guess they would have had to wait till the Sweet Sixteen. Sweet Sixteen, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, that's kind of what a wasted road you. Could not play a five yeah. five team to the Sweet Sixteen, which which would be nice. But yeah, no, it's bad. Uh, it's got to get better, and maybe they'll they'll start the turnaround on Sunday. Yeah, maybe they will. Um, it's a it's a game Kentucky should win, right? Like, I I don't know. I I don't have a lot of confidence in this Kentucky team right now. So in my mind, I'm thinking, all right, Cats should win, but yeah. yeah. Uh, they they should, but they should have been Michigan State. Uh, I don't think in that scenario. I think they were a better team than Gonzaga. I still think they're a better team than Gonzaga. Uh, but in that game on that day, they 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 lost. They were going to probably lose with the atmosphere and the setup for that game against Gonzaga. 
So I, I'll, I'll, I'll throw that one out. But the Michigan State one, they definitely should have won. It was a neutral site game that UK probably had the fan advantage. I would guess that however many fans are in London, it'll be more UK fans most likely probably than Michigan fans. And you just got to win it. I don't think people are going to really even care if it's a two-point win, a three-point win. I do think people need to see the offense start to look good, but I think they can make an exception and just win. So even if the offense doesn't look special tomorrow or on Sunday, excuse me, just find a way to come away with a win. And that's all anybody really needs. Everybody will be Mm -hmm. able to exhale a little bit and you can kind of turn your attention to that UCLA game. And then if you win that one, uh, things start to, to look a lot better. So big opportunity for Kentucky. I just Roush need them in the worst way. I, I'm all right if the offense doesn't look good if they win. I'm fine with that. But they need to come out looking prepared. They need to come out looking hungry. And they need to come with out a sense with of a urgency. Team. Yes, of hungry. Urgency. Just a little ticked off. I don't want yes. them. To, I don't want them to sit around and wait for Michigan to start looking comfortable before they start to say, "Oh crap, we probably need to turn it on a notch." Yes, come yes. out like yes. that. It's not so hard to do that. The fans are the effort and energy and stuff like that is so easy to control. So come out hungry. Come out prepared. Come out well scouted for Michigan. Uh, you had a long flight over there. Like, you, you know, when's the last time we watched UK play a game? And it was sometime last season. Maybe it was the Kansas game. I don't know. Where you're just like, damn, that was a great game plan. They knew exactly what they needed to do, and they went out there and they did it. Uh, it's been it's been too long since we've been able to say that for a UK basketball game. So maybe do that on Sunday. That'd be a lot of fun too. Mm-hmm. So a lot on the line. Good opportunity for the basketball team. But I hate thinking about the other side of that coin. Because it Monday will not be fun if uh, if they don't if they're not up to up to where they need to be. It's uh it's only the second time they've played since that 1993 Final Four game against the Fab Five. Where uh, weird in Jamal Mashburn's two NCAA tournament games, uh, Kentucky had the lead when he fouled out in overtime, and then they lost. Huh? Well, it's it's almost like, like the refs were out to get him. It's kind of like Oscar against uh, Michigan State. You know, I think every UK fan realized once Oscar went out, like, okay, if we hadn't already closed out this game yet, now yeah. it's now it's going to go the other way. Because that's crazy. So they haven't – they've only played – Yeah. the only time they played was that Elite Eight game in, in 14. <laughs> yeah, crazy, right? Wow, that is okay. wild. Uh, well – We'll get through Big Blue history too. Crazy stat line. Uh, Dan Istel, uh played they, – they had a series. They played four years in a row uh, from 66 to 70. One year, it was Issel versus Rudy Tomjanovich, who – he was an NBA coach for a long time. Tom Tomjanovich had 17 points and 27 rebounds. What a crazy stat line. Jeez. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's really fun. Big matchup on Sunday. Hunter Dickinson, who is bigger and stronger, believe it or not, than Oscar Shibwe, but Oscar is faster, more athletic. And likely a better rebounder, but he's given up. He's, he'll be given up, you know, three, four inches on Which Hunter Dickinson. Used to, uh, used to really, he used to struggle against that, but I, I think he's done a better job against that as of late. He has. I'm not so worried about Oscar not being able to score on Dickinson. I think he will, uh, but, you know, uh, if it makes Oscar not the focal point of the offense, I also don't think that's the worst thing in the world. But he'll get put back points. He'll get some runouts and stuff. I'm not too worried about Oscar scoring. I'm worried. I'm slightly concerned about him defending Dickinson because if Hunter gets position on the block, he'll just be yeah. able to turn around and shoot. Like he'll just be able to have enough space to get that shot off and score. Uh, Oscar needs to be strong to not let him get position on the block or at least where he's too buried. And secondly, 
Got to stay out of foul trouble. This could be a game where if one of the bigs on either team gets in foul trouble, the other team will eyes will light up and think they've got a big advantage there, and they will. So uh, we'll talk more about this game in hour number two. Let's take our double-dip break. We'll get to the Thornton's text line as well, so do not go anywhere. We'll make our picks for the weekend. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports oh. Radio. DJ Walker, Nick Rouse. Look out. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X. Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your Friday. Hope you're having a great start to your morning, getting your weekend off to a good start. Because Friday is the weekend when it's all said and done. Any big plans uh, tonight, Roush? Uh, not, actually, yes. Uh, taking Duke to DeSales Ballard. So that should be fun. At DeSales or at Ballard? At DeSales, yeah. Yeah. No, so it'll be, be uh, it'll be rowdy in the danger zone. Um, doing that. We got a two year old birthday party tomorrow. Uh, might even sprinkle in a Christmas party and then Purdue plus 17 in the Big Ten ch- championship. Suck at Michigan. That's uh, that that's that's good stuff. What are you doing for the USA match? I keep forgetting that it's even happening. Uh, so, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I guess just oh. watching it at my house. Do you hate America, oh. Rouse? Yeah, what's I thought you liked the I just, I just can't. Uh, like, I'm sorry. I I, I might. Uh, World Cup, just suck it. You're at the worst time ever. I just can't. Uh, I can't get into you right now. I tried. At least you gave it the old college try. You're missing out, though. It, yesterday was awesome seeing those games. And, like, literally for – there was a time yesterday with the way the games were going – where both Spain and Germany were out, and Japan and Costa Rica were going to be the teams that were pushing through. And then in short order, uh, you had Germany retake the lead and, and get back up on Costa Rica. So that, that knocked Costa Rica out. But weirdly enough, it propelled, as Scoots mentioned in hour number one, it propelled Spain in. It's been an electric. There's been a lot of upsets. There's been a lot of close matches. And knockout knockout stage starts tomorrow with the United States taking on the Netherlands, who I think is like the eighth or the seventh-ranked team in the world. It'll be a tall t- challenge for the United States, but a lot of momentum, and uh, I'm pumped for it. The United States hasn't given up a goal to this point, playing well, and 10 o'clock tomorrow. Scooch, what are you going to do for it? Um, I'm probably going to roll out of bed and turn it on because I might sleep till about 9.30 tomorrow. You earned oh, it. You had a busy week. Look, looking forward to a good sleep-in day. Yeah, no doubt. By the way, we didn't even mention the best part of the World Cup. Canada and Mexico out. Yeah, United States, last North American team standing. Yeah, it wasn't a great CONCACAF for the teams. That all of them, except for the United States, are out. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know about Asia, but no other... No other group of qualifying or committee of qualifying or region or whatever you want to call it uh, had fewer 
than CONFACAF, except for maybe Asia. I'm not sure about them. Uh, Japan a- Japan plays in the Oceania, so they're with they're with Australia. So they even had mm-hmm. they, the Oceania group had more qualify for the knockout stage than CONFACAF. So suck it to Mexico, Canada, Costa Rica, uh, and uh, uh, just everybody involved. Here's a here's a question: uh, Do the Netherlands still have Robin and Van Persie? No, I don't think so. Okay, good. They're going down. Suck it, the Dutch. Uh, um, having- I, I hope, Scoots, you need to, if you can, there's a great quote from Goldmember that deserves being played, and that uh, there's two people that I don't like in this world. People who are intolerable of other people's culture and the Dutch. It's a classic line. Great line. Great line from Michael Caine and uh, Austin gonna- Powers' dad. Scoots is going to leave you hanging. Yeah, oh. I'll see if I can find it. Happy birthday. You know the quote, though. It's a great one. Yeah. Happy birthday to the back-to-back MVP, Aaron Rodgers. Turns 39 today. Happy birthday to the GOAT. Yeah. Not sure if he's playing or not this weekend, but it sounds like Justin Fields will for the Bears, so uh, probably won't get into too much NFL talk on today's show but uh happy birthday to aaron Rodgers! i know he listens to the show so go out there and do good things buddy proud of you uh text on into the thornton's text line 502-414-1450 and maybe we get on over to the text line yeah why not let's we can we can do that um can i quickly mention some portal names before we forget about them yeah please because we did forget about some yesterday uh and those were portal players going in. Tanner Bowles from Alabama and Stephen Heron from Stanford. Two Kentucky guys uh, that are in the portal at positions where Kentucky could use him, right? Jordan Wright, his time's done. So Stephen Heron, that former Trinity grad, he could be a nice edge to add to that inexperienced room. We don't know what J.J. Weaver's going to do. Um, so a- adding him for a year would be a solid addition. Um, I feel like Kentucky's kind of the leader. There's been some scuttlebutt about the cards, but he went to Stanford. If he's smart enough to graduate from Stanford, he's smart enough to pick Kentucky over Louisville. So, um, and then Bowles. Bowles has played primarily interior offensive line, uh, but Tayshaun Manning's going, so why not? Why not give it a try? Yeah, uh, interesting. It seemed like the the scuttlebutt for Heron was Notre Dame or UofL. Well, uh, let's just say I'm still confident in Kentucky. Whoa. That's scoop, everybody. Run to Cats Illustrated immediately. (laughs) Yeah, and, and, you know, Wondell Robinson had some Purdue scoop when he first entered the portal, right? Where did he end up? Um, He ended up at UK. Yeah, and and it was kind of whispered about for a long time that he would end up at UK. It's been pretty similar with Heron, where um, this this is not a, a new development, Heron, to Kentucky potentially. So, Keep an eye on that. That that would be that. That's one Kentucky should go get, and it could happen. Uh, that that one, I guess, could happen any day. But I'm sure they're probably waiting till next week before he ultimately ends up making a decision. Uh, back closer to home, though, you had two cats enter the portal: uh, Rasan Lewis and Kavase Smoke. Uh, man, totally forgot that Lewis scored a touchdown against Mississippi State. Totally forgot about that. He had four catches in that game. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed he's leaving. I, again, you just you do need backups, and quality backups are important. And he's somebody that has 
proven himself at this level, at least at, in that capacity. And I, so I'm a little bummed. Maybe it could be one of those situations where he could kind of sniff around and, and realize or decide to ultimately stay back. But it sounds like he'll he'll look to move closer back home. So I, I would probably assume that he's going to be gone. I'm, that, that's the only one so far that I've been a little bummed about. Yeah, uh, there were a lot of people bummed about Cavassier Smoke, too. Who? People just love uh, Cavassier Smoke. And it it can't be for production, right? I mean, he had a nice nice touchdown run against South Carolina last year. He made some plays early in his career. Uh, And he was a 1,500-yard runner, right? So that's that's pretty good. That's solid. Uh, But there's not a... He, he wasn't very consistent, wasn't very efficient. And if I was to rank the second fiddles, um, the kind of lightning to the thunder throughout the Mark Stoops era, I'd probably put I'd put Boom 1, A.J. Rose 2, and, and Smoke 3. So, yeah, quality back. He'll end up somewhere, but he only had seven carries once Chris Rodriguez got back this year. So, Yeah, I didn't really take it as a huge... A, a huge deal. Wish him well. Seemed like uh, there were maybe some off the field, not necessarily issues, but off the field. Just he didn't practice a- much. Like they had to like they had to like get on his ass just to like show up. To, not not show up to practice, but it's one of those things. TJ, like everybody's a little bit hurt, and I, I think his, you know, if he his ankle was bothering him a little bit, he would be too hurt to practice. So they they had to basically knock that out of him before his. Uh, senior year this fall and it got out of him and I think a lot of that was knowing that he had that opportunity with Chris out to just be the number one so he did okay um, without Chris there but you know just okay Boston College QB Phil Jerkovich has entered the transfer portal according to Pete Thamel yeah he uh he's one of those because he started his career at Notre Dame and he actually showed some stuff uh in 2021 and I think he got injured. Uh, he dealt with some injuries this year. Boston College is a tough place to be good, and he's pretty decent. I, I have a feeling he'll end up starting somewhere kind of kind of all right. Um, Cade McNamara, I know that was a guy we talked about a lot when Rich was here because he was a quarterback collective guy. He is going to Iowa, and I know that stunned a lot of people, but that I, my, my question is, TJ, who are they saying they're going to get to replace Brian Ferentz? Don't know. Yeah, I. But it's got to be somebody pretty decent if he's willing to go ahead and you would pull think. the trigger that quickly. So you would think. I just want to get out in front of it for this transfer portal cycle. No quarterbacks from the ACC for this guy. No, thank you. Need not apply to the University of Kentucky. Out. I, I'm on the on the lot on the lot. I'm out. It's a crap. Uh, it's a it's a crap conference, Roush. This year, no, no, it, it is. It is a crap conference. I could maybe be sold on like a Tower Van Dyke. I would definitely be sold on though. I think he announced he's staying at Miami. He is okay for what it's worth. But okay. even him, I, you know, there was like this year was the year of the quarterback in the ACC. Yeah, there, they were, there were a lot of national bad. articles about it. My my like college football friends that I talk with, they they were even like doing some. They were being somewhat sarcastic, but they were like, is it a better conference this year? It's definitely got the better quarterbacks. It's a quarterback league, blah, blah, blah. And they all ended up stinking. Like, which one was good at the when it was all said and done? Which one survived the season? 
maybe one put up huge numbers, and I'm just like Armstrong. Didn't Armstrong kind of end up putting up? Not- uh, no, because uh, his his OC left um, to go to the guy yeah, from uh, to go to Syracuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like again, I just <laughs> I, I don't know ACC. I, we've talked about this rash. And I think you've been the one that have been tooting this horn more go get like a blue blood backup I, I, you know i'd almost just rather roll the dice with a, a will levis situation than just going and taking somebody that put up crap numbers against crap teams so or even Here, here's crap uh, teams but i don't want any acc quarterbacks can you all right let's let's power rank our conferences that we would want to pull a quarterback from okay big 10 number one you would put big 10 one is that mostly based on the defenses they play correct yes Okay. Just it's the I most can, similar thing to an SEC defense, so it's probably the most comparable. In if they could do some good things there, or they were behind somebody that was doing some really really good things there, I can feel a little bit more confident that it's going to work out. Uh, second for me would be Big Twelve, just because they got to sling it around. You got to be able to put the ball in the receivers' hands uh, in that conference. Would you go Big Twelve or Pac twelve number two? I would go. I think I would go Big Twelve number two, and and here's the thing too, TJ. I am I'm easily convinced. Like you, I I can be sold on a lot of these guys, even with red flags. But yeah, I would I would still probably go Big Twelve second. Okay, and then yeah. I think I would go ACC over Pac twelve, even though the Pac twelve has been good this year. I'd go Pac twelve over ACC. I could debatably even go like American over the ACC this year. What? Ooh, would SEC be first though? Ah, uh, y- y- yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to have Georgia or Alabama's third backup. <laughs> like that, the the guy from Georgia that Luck gets mentioned who hasn't entered the portal yet, but uh, Vandergrift mm-hmm. is like, I mean, that, that kid was a stud when he signed. Five-star guy, so. Well, there's, not, there's a lot of options. And the, the interesting thing, though, is Kentucky's not the only team looking for a quarterback so there's some there's some competition there in the transfer portal for the most important position on the field including your in-state rival louisville also looking for a guy that can come in uh and and give pierce clarkson a few more years to develop or at least a year to develop and so just win win the transfer portal it's a really it's just as important as winning on the field in some instances because if you win the transfer portal you will win on the field, or it'll help make it easier to win on the field. So that's a huge one. Sheesh, as Scoots would say. Sheesh. Uh, that's a huge one. Um, there was one other. It, it just was on the tip of my tongue. Oh, man. And it, it just in one ear out the other. It wasn't oh, a quarterback? It wasn't a quarterback, but uh, thinking of like Ohio State uh, guys, I've loved some of the hot takes in the wake of Ohio State because we have – uh, an athletic guy writing that Vrabel should leave the Titans to become the head coach at Ohio State, and now people are saying Harbaugh uh, to the Colts to be the oh. next head coach, which <laughs> just a wild time. Yeah, they have Harbaugh coaching Will Levis uh, at the Colts. <laughs> that would be pretty wild. Oh, man. would be wild. Let's get to uh, this just- text on. Just like it's wild that three years ago today, Louisville was the number one team in the country. In basketball. <laughs> That's crazy. Seems like a long time ago. Uh, what a bunch of losers. Thorns, hey, it's the best. 
a texter says, I can't stand when people say that college sports are better because a certain team is good. Oh, we read that one yesterday. Uh, this one's from Kirby. Hey, Roush, hate to burst your bubble, but Memphis sucks. Um, I've heard uh, I've heard otherwise. I think Memphis wouldn't. I, for a bowl game, I bet you'd have a good time. It, it, it will probably a lot be dependent on the weather. In Memphis, it's kind of a coin flip around that time of the year. Yeah. I went to some Liberty Bowls with my dad when U of L was playing Boise State and Colorado State, yep. and it was frigid, like yeah. frigid. Well, the one Boise State game got war- like I, I think I was there for that one, and it got to like sixty. It was bizarre. No, they played Boise State twice. I wasn't at the one that it got warm. There was one that the sun came out and it did get nice. I don't think it got sixty warm though. But if I mean, it felt like it when you're preparing for you know frigid uh, temperatures. You're probably right. you're you're probably right. So maybe that was the one I was at because I do remember that one. Uh, they can get cold in Memphis. That being said, it's also the South. It's 2022 climate change. It could also be pretty warm down there. So I could. That will probably be weather dependent. But I think if you let's say the Cats go to the Liberty Bowl, it's a somewhat interesting matchup. And the weather's good. It's a dry. It's it's certainly drivable. It you could go down there. Memphis has enough to do for a day or two. There's enough tourist things. Beale Street, which I've never really been on, but I've heard good things about, or at least just from a touristy thing standpoint. And then also maybe just golf down there for a day it could be a lot of fun because there's some good golf in the area. So if they're there, I will I will look at it. I will look at going Roush. Yeah, I mean you, you drive down Tuesday. It's a Wednesday afternoon game. Um, take it easy, and then Wednesday, spend all day on Beale Street. Drive back Thursday. Like that's a that's a easy two night. Uh, get back home in time to do your New Year's festivities. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, again, it'll probably be weather and matchup dependent on how many UK fans make the trip. But it certainly seems like everybody's circling Liberty, which almost makes me think that it will end up not being Liberty. Right, right. In in chaos. With the the way the with the expansion news, I just expect full chaos this weekend to really make it life difficult on the committee and all the bowl selectors. How so? Just the way that this year's gone, the committee would love chalk to hold, but for chalk to hold, USC and TCU both have to beat teams that they've already beat once this year. You know what they say about beating a team twice? It's hard. Yeah, and also Utah and Kansas State, the way they play. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not saying I'm expecting complete chaos, but the, one of those teams is going to lose, and the, the board, the delt, the deck is going to get shuffled around a little bit. So, uh, I, I, trying to lock it in now feels foolish. Gotcha. Another texture on the Thornton's text line. That's a repeat text, so we'll skip that one. Any listeners ever put their stick in the mud? That's a good question. Hmm. This is a good stick, question. good stick in the mud conversation yesterday. One of the one of the best water games. Uh, it's not summer, so we're not really focused on water games, but one of the best water games you can play. A texter says TJ has Ryan tattoo on one cheek and corals tattooed on the other. If you're gonna do that, Johnny, at least get the happy Gilmore quote right. Sure enough, Gilmore right there on the other. Which <laughs> of course I may have gotten it technically a little wrong, but I can promise you, Johnny, I was closer than you were. Um no, I, I think Ryan Corals would make a good governor. He does not need to be building mole towns for oh, the city of Louisville. So I read the article, TJ, and I'm totally convinced that was like, okay, if we put this in there, that'll be a hard no, and then they'll just let us do everything else. Oh, that was, that, uh, yeah. That was the strategy. Yeah, it's like 
when you ask your your parents for permission to do X, Y, and Z as a kid, and you you throw in something really ludicrous in there, and they'll be like, "You're not doing that." But okay, you can still go say at Johnny's house. It's like I need twenty dollars for this toy. Uh, Mom, Dad, I'm gonna need five hundred dollars for a toy. And it's like, well, no, no chance. But we'll give you fifty, and it's like, sweet, I get an extra thirty bucks. Similar to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Texter says, I'm going to the London game. I'm leaving at 5 p.m. This was yesterday, so hopefully you have arrived safely, and hopefully you're listening to Kentucky Roll Call internationally. Perfect for air travel and commute. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, Roush, I'm jealous. I'm a little jelly in my belly from all the content in London. Yeah, I... Uh, it looks so much fun. Over, they were over at Stanford Bridge this morning. In one, I mean, Tom Leach was tweeting out pictures from the top of the London Eye. Um, it would just be cool. Is there anything? So if I think of international destinations, it's like, okay, I need to go see that. Like I would love to go to the Louvre in Paris. Like it would just all that art. Uh, I love a good art museum. That one's the best of the best. So I would be, a, that that's on my destination. And also like, like my parents are going to the next one. They're going to go to Normandy. Like that's going to be amazing. Mm, yeah, uh, that's do awesome. you have for London and England? Is there one that, is a must-see because I I can't think of anything that really stands out other than just seeing the guys with the big goofy hats outside of the Buckingham Palace. I think London, and I, I've never been there, and I'm, I know we have listeners that have, I, I think London is just nothing but history. Like, I, I think, like, that's what I think I would love the most about it. I think I just love walking just the streets, and I would be under the impression that, like, every few blocks you could probably find something that's a – couple hundred years old or at least a hundred years old and and read about this that or the other because it's just a, a city that is hundreds thousands you know not, not thousands of years old but hundreds of years old and uh so i don't know I, I agree with you i don't know if it'd be like one specific thing like if you're in rome you'd need to go see the Colosseum, right uh, right I, or I, the, I don't, the fountain or whatever yeah yeah, you know, I think I'd want to see Parliament and I'd want to see their government buildings that you see on TV and a lot of the stuff you see on TV. But that's a good point. It wouldn't it wouldn't be like necessarily I've got to circle this one thing and 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 go check it out when it comes to London. Uh, that is kind of bad. I never uh, I've really thought about that because you're right. If you can pick pretty much any other Eiffel Tower in Paris, you can pick pretty much any other city and be like, I need to go see that thing. London, I'm not sure there is one just just one specific thing. I, I've heard that the Tower of London, they have some of the old torture devices that they used to use. That would be cool. Ooh, I definitely would want to see the Tower of London. Yeah, that's that. Maybe that would then, be it. I would sing like the Inquisition thing, uh, the song from the Mel Brooks movie, Inquisition, Inquisition. I would want to see where John Paul Jones, uh, although this wasn't in London, but it was in Britain. I'd want to see where John Paul Jones took the American Revolution to the Brits and attacked their shoreline. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And you, this weekend, too, I hope they're walking around like Yankee Doodle Dandies, you know? Just I would really just, playing up the whole Yanks thing. Yeah, I'd just go around and be like, how do you feel about the Americans beating you all 0-0 in that soccer game the other day? <laughs> So mad. I'd be talking so much smack. And it would be kind of cool getting to watch like USA play the Netherlands and be in a place that cares more about soccer than if you didn't leave home. You know, like not that there's probably I'm sure there are watch parties of Americans in London, but even if you just went to like your average pub and got some fish and chips, 
like you, you know, that'd be fun to take it all in there. So oh, I'm, yeah. jealous, I'm jealous of the people there. If it wasn't for the freaking pandemic, I was going to be going to this London game back in 2020 or whatever the original year it was planned in. And then, you know, they, they kicked, they kept kicking the can down the road and it just didn't work out this go around. So I'm jealous The people there. They look like they're having a blast. <sighs> going to be fun, especially when the cats take it to Michigan, suck it, Michigan fan. You're going to lose Saturday to the Boilermakers and then you're going to lose Sunday to the Cats. A texter on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, says, just a heads up, if you pay for Amazon Prime, you get their basic music package for free. Surely that's enough to build a Christmas playlist. Also, it sounds like Roush bought a lemon of a house. <laughs> um, the good news is is that it, like we just have to re... the we They renovate, they redid a bathroom and all of the, like, caulking is just cracked and all gone to poop so it's not a pipe thankfully that's good although like why was it not done right the first time uh you know you just got to reseal showers and stuff from time to time oh we had to do that at the old house this is new yeah i mean and also this like some of the stuff they use doesn't look like the best waterproof kind of materials but Neither here nor there. Not that my house doesn't have its own issues, but old houses just suck. And and, and I, not not taking a shot at anybody, but my my house I had in St. Matthews was an old house, and the literal plaster ceiling fell down. Like literally, yeah. I mean, I, I had to skip a radio show that day. That was that was back before roll call. But I had to call into Dugan and be like, I won't be able to make my afternoon show today. My living room ceiling fell down. And luckily, had a good group of friends come over and it ended up kind of being fun. But we tore down the entire ceiling. So like mm-hmm. you'd walk into our house and there was just no ceiling there and it's just plaster. What a, what a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Plaster. Uh, they can suck it. Plaster, for a reason. Suck it. Plaster. <laughs> a texture says any chance you guys know how to stream these high school football championship games Friday and Saturday. Really only one I care about was six a, but wasn't sure if you could find a live video broadcast online or not. Yeah. Well, I'm sure. Kentucky sports radio.com will have it. Uh, we won't have like a direct, like, the KHSAA, you have to pay for their streams. And I yeah, but one, you have, you'll have a link for it or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll put up a how to watch uh, sort okay. of deal. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I think it's probably like eight to ten dollars a game. I want to say. I've heard uh, it's pretty good broadcast, all things considered. Not like it's you know don't expect ESPN or the the NFL Fox game of the week, but it's. You won't be disappointed. You'll be able to watch the game. It doesn't buffer and do silly things. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Freddie, he's color commentator for all six games, and uh, they're rotating some people in there. Buzz Baker's even one of the the play by play guys. Well, that's cool. Well, good. I'm sure they'll have a great time. And it's nice. Uh, it's nice that UK gets to host these state championship games. It won't be that way forever. Uh, hasn't been that way forever, but it's nice that it's going on right now. Yep. Wonder where they'll go next. Probably back to U of L. They went U of L, Western UK. I would love for them to play it at Lynn Family Stadium, but I know those people get like so sensitive about their playing surface. But that would be that would be the perfect place to play state championship game. Uh, Texter says, "Not a 9/11 memorial fart. That was that that was a really underrated KRC story. Scoots, you should probably cut some of that. I don't know if there was like one specific good clip, but I just imagine there's like you know people kind of somber mood, maybe some some whimpers in the background, people soft tears. 
and then you and just then... hear <laughs> fart that shakes the whole building. I'll see what I can do. Texter says Sharp looks good, but I still lean Reeves. That just a hurtful text. Yeah, come on. Hurtful for all parties involved. <sighs> mm-hmm. I think I that means we need to. To, go to a to break. A yeah. break. Yeah. Well, we kind of want to end it on that one. I don't read the Heartline statement as a definitive. It reads more like I won't be making a decision until I find out if we're in the playoff. No plans to leave, but plans change. Yeah, I thought the same thing, Texter. And also the right now aspect of it, too. Yeah, and like, know. I know my name's been linked with current vacant positions, uh, just not the vacant positions I'm waiting for yet is really how it, come, it came off. But you're right. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll have one final segment. We'll get our picks in. We'll finish the text line. We'll do just a ton of fun stuff in a span of 20 minutes. You won't even believe it. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Okay. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. What's today? October? Welcome back. One final segment here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. Cow. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. If you don't have uh, anything going on this weekend, or if you do, doesn't matter. Either way, Salsarita is the place to go if you need catering. Let's say you do have some big plans. Salsarita's catering, one of my favorite. If you've got a holiday party, a work holiday party, let Salsarita's cater it for you and your group. They make it easy. They'll take it right to your front door. They, You can pick it up at, at their place if need be. Whatever. You can work with them, and you can do it all online on the app. Download that Salsarita's app. They have two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. It is delicious. Really great food if you haven't checked them out. We need to keep going on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Uh, where are we at on the text line? Agree with Lucky that it's pretty crazy no one has hired Jamie Chadwell yet. Thought Virginia Tech should have gone with him last year, but don't think he even got an interview. It is pretty crazy that they went with Pry at Penn State and Jamie Chadwell, who's the coastal coach that will be playing against John Summerall's Troy team tomorrow in Troy, Alabama. He, yesterday he was named Sun Belt uh, Coach of the Year. I saw a video where the AD delivered a cake to like his meeting room, and it's uh, it's just – so funny because uh, I'm sure, like, I know they all appreciated the cake, but it was just very funny uh, to see that, that that's how the celebration went down. It's it's definitely no TP in the other coach's house. No, no, no TP on the on the coach's house. Do you think, like, the Satterfields were like, all right, when Kenny wins his first game, we're going to bring back that fun tradition. Yeah, it was fun with Mac, but we're going to keep it alive, even with the new guy. And once he wins, the Payne family, they don't know what's coming. It's going to be TP City. And then now there's just, like, multiple rolls of toilet paper just hanging out inside the door at the Satterfields' house, collecting dust, cobwebs. You probably even have Scott be like, hey, honey, I got, let's just, oh, we're not going to, what are we going to use? I got to use it, but let's open it. Let's use it. Let's get, I need to use the role. And then, because uh, Kenny Payne hasn't won a game. I'm not sure if anybody's aware of that. UFL basketball is still, still winless. No. So 
just a, another good old fashioned jab at the cards. Ah, second cards. A texter says on the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. With the soccer game being at ten a.m., where are some of the bars that will be open to cheer on the boys as they take the pitch? Seems like everything opens at eleven. Uh, I think some places would open early though, right? They're opening a lot. Most places will be open. If it's a sports bar that you think could remotely care about this game or more importantly, care about making money, they'll be open. Saints will be absolutely popping. If you're looking for, uh, if you're looking for that place, I think Molly Malone said they're opening up at 8am. So if you're looking to get to somewhere early, Molly Malone's, I know Joel's older than dirt will be open for the game. I think more places than you think will be open, but there's three or four just off the top of my head. Good call. Good call, Mr. Sports Talker. I'll be out among the folks on Saturday. World Cup mm. games, you gotta you gotta collect you gotta watch collectively. First off, what we know we'll be back in four years, but some years that's not a guarantee. Since we're hosting, it is a guarantee. So the United States is already in the twenty twenty six World Cup, which is exciting and that's good news. But it's a long time. A lot, you know, think back to the last time the World Cup was going on. Roush, we, I was 23, like, you know, life was a lot different. And then in 2026, when the World Cup goes back on, life is going to be really, really different. Roush, you'll probably have six more kids by that point. Like, you'll be lucky even to be able to glance at the TV for those World Cups. So I'm going to I'm gonna enjoy it and hope that they win and, and we can do it all again uh, another day. It's the knockout stage. You don't know how many more games you're going to get. So I'm pumped to, to get out and, and, and watch, and hopefully there's some goals to celebrate. That's the worst thing is when you go out and there's no goals, so you're just like, oh. Because that pop is that it's it's much more fun in a group of people. It's memorable, like you know, you you remember some of those moments. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited for tomorrow. And honestly, I'm kind of happy it's 10 a.m. just so I don't like have to wait. I'll wake up. Well, I'll wake up at seven, but take care of the baby. We'll get stuff ready to go, and then we'll we'll put on our red, white, and blue. And fingers crossed for the upset. What is the odds on that, Scooch? Could you look that up, please? Yeah, I got. I you. saw where DraftKings has given us a. Uh, guarantee like if you if you lose your uh bet if you bet the usa to win and you lose then you get your money back so good something to consider scoots everything okay usa plus 340 whoa How about that for like some hearing, juice i don't like hearing that well, i do if you're gonna bet it yeah but i mean they probably Ooh, netherlands minus 105 yeah. so it, it, it would be pretty sizable it'd be a pretty sizable upset I would do if if I was gonna bet this game, I would do the draw no bet. That's how I would approach it. Yeah, I, I, plus two thirty five for that. I probably no. Agree so with you on that. that's that's Is that at just the in regulation. That's too? at the end of regulation. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Okay. I would go to the alternate lines and bet the draw. I think it's called draw no bet and pick USA to win that way because you usually get better odds. So the USA just to advance. So saying correct. Yeah. Uh, is plus one seventy five, so that's that's not the worst thing in the world. But Netherlands minus two fifteen to to advance. So Vegas definitely thinks the United States World Cup run will come to an end on Saturday. Let's uh, let's fingers crossed that they're wrong. But another texter says Stoops influences the play calling in games. He deserves some of the blame for the offense. I, I gave him some of the blame for the offense, and I, I don't think anybody's really shielding him completely. Um, 
we're just we were more talking about do we feel confident he's going to be able to to make a good hire and i think uh, i don't think 60 percent is necessary nobody would feel great if a doctor said yeah it's about a 60 percent chance of of survival so we're not we're not overly bullish about the whole thing but fingers crossed he gets this one right and roush says he look he's going to be looking for some college experience i think that will make everybody feel a little bit better yeah i think so as well um and there's like, a lot of there's a lot of rumblings for Cohen. I know they're just like message board rumor, Twitter rumors, all that sort of stuff. But there really is a lot of like he's interested. I know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. He is super interested. UK is just going to offer him more money than he's going to know what to do with. There's a lot of buzz there, and I'm skeptical about it all. Yeah, as you should. I mean, um, I'm going to be until. Um, we start hearing anything more substantive, but I do think that it's, uh, that it, that it is, I don't want to say oddly quiet. Like this is the quiet time and we might start hearing some more like actual names of interested people around this time next week. Stoops is going to be on the road recruiting. He could double dip and be talking to some folks while he's out and about as well. A texter says on the Thornton's text line, it's John, John here. Good morning, oh, hey, John. Okay, man, I can't stress enough. The Cats need to get this victory on Sunday. I have them winning 80-62. to 62. Hey, tell me, do you guys believe that if Brooks would have came back, we would have been better off? I see Brooks playing a lot of wear minutes. So I believe yes. Well, have a great weekend. Talk to you later. Keon Brooks wasn't ever playing center, John. Yeah, John, he wouldn't be. I, I guess maybe. No, I mean. No. Yeah. But they've had Lance out there with Oscar from time to time, which isn't what anybody really loves to see with the Brooks stuff. I don't think Kentucky would really necessarily be better. I think maybe you'd have a, somebody that could hit shots a little bit more consistently. The issue is we thought Toppin was going to be able to take this big step and it just hasn't happened. So right now it's probably just uh, like equal, probably about similar. It, it wouldn't, I don't think things would really be drastically different one way or another. John also texted in. I, I helped host the Rutherford show yesterday. John texted in, listen to the Rutherford show. Nice. So appreciate that, John. We, we had, uh, we had plenty of KRC texters yesterday during the Rutherford show. And we had a lot of really ticked off U of L fans to hear, to hear a UK guy hosting mean text. I'm glad our texters aren't that mean. Just yeah. Nasty the best people. texters in all of radio. Mm-hmm. I read that Matt House could be a candidate for the Cincy job. Doesn't seem like what Cincy fans would want. No, it wouldn't make sense from um, the fact that like he's a defensive guy, and that's what Fickle was, and also he's uh, <laughs> he's from the Brian Kelly tree, right? Brian Kelly coached at Cincinnati. People forget that. People do forget that. Matt House doesn't like. He's a very good defensive coordinator. I do wonder about how he would perform in all the other aspects of the job. Ooh, interesting. Uh, like, just the, like, glad-handing, the bullcrapping, the speaking. Now, it might be different now than it was four years ago, but he sucked in media stuff. Like, was just always is tight-lipped, uh, gravelly voice, just wouldn't say anything. So, I wonder, I mean, if, if he's gotten better at that aspect – I also wonder, too, like, do you really want to cash out on this LSU defense right now? I feel like LSU is only going to improve. You, you get a pretty killer job down the road. Yeah. So Maybe. I, don't, I, don't know. I also wonder just about the defensive coaches in, in the Big 12, kind of what we alluded to when this first opened, and there are whispers about maybe Brad White being a candidate. Yeah. Uh, Texter says, Roush and Freddie couldn't share that Cal Stoops stat fast enough. 
Oh no, I, I I did wait to share it. Actually, almost twenty four hours after it posted. So, yeah. But oh oh, K. I forgot we've got an agenda at KSR. That's what it is. Damn a cow. You do hate Severe Wheeler, though. Ah, Wheeler's the worst. Yeah, I stay up at night trying to figure out which way can I push my anti-Severe Wheeler agenda. John Hale said the Herald-Leader was recently told Liam Cohen does not necessarily see himself on the same career path, meaning NFL head coach. Any info on this? Um, I mean, that's my biggest reason why um, like, I'm going to write about it. But I'm not doing the like Cohen reunion because uh, it always felt like he was going to temporarily be a college coach to go back to the professional ranks. Uh, well, I think the texts are saying John Hale is insinuating that like he maybe no longer sees himself as an NFL coach. That, that's the oh, uh, okay. That's what they're alluding to is that he's in the NFL now, but he no longer sees himself on the same career path that he was, meaning potential return to college could, could be on the table. Ooh. I would say if I'm Liam, like I would say one thing that worries me a little bit is it does seem, you know, like so far so good in this. It, Liam Cohen hasn't came out and definitively said no yet. So there's at least that to be somewhat excited about. But if I'm Liam Cohen's agent, I'm like, yeah, this is kind of cool, Liam. Like, Things aren't really going well for you here at the Rams, but uh, Kentucky really wants you, and they may throw out some money at you. What if we threw your name around to some other college offensive jobs and let it just kind of be a bidding contest? Uh, I, that That's one thing that could worry me a little bit. And he got mentioned, I think it was you who said he mentioned South Carolina. Uh, I wouldn't worry so much about him going to South Carolina, but some other big-time job could look at him and say, wow, what he did at UK for one year, look at the numbers before, look at the numbers after. So he is uh, he's got options. Yep, that's certainly the case. So, and hopefully it's Kentucky. Uh, I'll tell you exactly why Kentucky defense got better in the last 10 minutes of the Bellarmine game. I was there. The crowd got extremely loud every time UK was on defense. Way to go, crowd. You did it. Also, uh, it's it's like a symbiotic relationship. One fuels the other and vice versa. So, it's not just on the crowd to get up. It's, it's also on the, the players to give them a reason to get up. The people that just find a way to like whine about everything. UK crowds will be fine when the matchup allows it. Mm-hmm. It's when you're just at home with like your wife or your girlfriend or whoever you may just be hanging out with, or maybe you're by yourself. And that's perfectly okay. And you're just watching just like a random survivor. Do you act like you're watching a movie, like a movie that you've never seen that you've been excited to see about for weeks and weeks and weeks? No, you just watch it. You probably stay quiet. You keep to yourself and then you move on with your day. But if you're seeing something for the first time that you're really, really excited to see and you've been waiting for for a long time, you're probably going to be a little bit more into it. You may make some popcorn. You may get yourself a drink. You may actually go to the theater, get out and, and, and have a good time with it all. This is kind of what that is. For the big games, people will get excited about it. For the little games, they won't. Kansas played Seton Hall last night. Guess what? It was a pretty good atmosphere. Seton Hall, a Power 5 team, That's Kentucky hasn't played one of those at Rupp yet. And you can say, oh, the schedule, it, it'll come. They'll get there. The good teams are coming. It's almost like we go through this basketball season not knowing, one, just any like basketball history, 
like we've never gone through it before. And two, as if we can't just look at the schedule and be like, oh, well, there's a big game. That'll be a good atmosphere. Cool. <laughs> Shockingly, there weren't 22,000 people that wanted to watch UK beat Bellarmine and go crazy for the duration of the two hours. Yeah, weird how that works. Couldn't see that coming. It, it's the first. and you Can you believe it? And secondly, like UK always sells tickets. They always have leftover tickets. Always. That's happened since they, I think they, there was a year maybe they sold out season tickets, but that was a while back. They're all, ones, it, it, yeah, yeah. it doesn't mean people don't want to go to the UK Kansas game. It, it's a, it will sell out. I can guarantee it. It'll sell out. Uh, that's nothing new either. I, I, I will say that is that that part was a little bit surprising to me. Um, What's that, that? People that people hadn't the students hadn't claimed tickets for those games because those are big ones. It happens all the time for Georgia or Ole Miss or SEC opponents at home. I was surprised Kansas had some student tickets left to sell. Well, maybe the SAC pack could provide more analysis on why that could potentially be, uh, because you wouldn't even back when we were in college, you wouldn't even have a chance to get the Kansas tickets yet. You know, like that wasn't something that wouldn't even, yeah, be you could even do in advance. Right. Exactly. You wouldn't know till a couple of weeks before if UK can get Armstrong for Virginia to be their quarterback in 23, you take him one year and you don't look back. He beat U of L when U of L was up by 17 in the fourth quarter in 21. Oh, well, I'm not just taking a guy because they beat U of L. Yeah. Well, that's At that point you could, get any, you could, you could get pretty much any old scrub. <laughs> right. So we got Billy Gillespie. Mm-hmm. Um, and all like. It's play caller dependent for me. Play caller dependent for me. In in all of my research of like, hey, can bringing back an offensive coordinator work? The answer is yes. And it almost always works when they have a good quarterback. But when they don't, it turns into a disaster. Um, See Bobby 2.0. See Dan Mullen at Florida. Like it works pretty good until they don't have a quarterback. And then, yeah, then, then it just goes haywire. And then another texter says Kenny wouldn't know that it was Satterfield, and he thinks that he's being burglarized. Burglarized. <laughs> it's pretty new that tickets are available for big games. It's not though; like that's just not the case for for Kansas. It is, and maybe it, some I mean it, it, is, it, is fa- it is factual. I need this to be clear. It is factually not new that there are exa- available tickets for the big games because those are just left over from the season ticket holders and they're all they don't sell they don't sell 22 20,000 season tickets. Trust me on this one, there's always oh, Okay, okay, get, yeah. Okay. There's always I see what a couple you're saying. that get left out and then they get scooped up and that is that is yeah. not new. Like, I promise. Kentucky you. sells single game tickets every year. They always Correct. have Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought these were leftover student tickets that were cuz you know how they'll do it during like winter break. It's like Yeah. We're, we're, the students aren't here. Come get these seats, and it's it's usually a pretty fun game because it's a bunch of random people in the eruption zone. But no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, there are, there's always single game tickets for sale. All right, let's make some predictions for this weekend. Let's start with the World Cup game. I was I've been a little pessimistic with my predictions. I'm going to keep that. Maybe it's just for the juju. But uh, I will take Netherlands two nil. I think we're going to go – I might have to bet Scoots' bet. Another clean sheet in regulation, but the lads ultimately fall 1-0 in overtime. Yeah, I, I too think it's going to go to overtime, but I think I think USA ultimately falls, no doubt. USA's have, – have a little faith, although I did pick a 2-0 loss. You get USA's last knockout stage game was against Belgium in 2014, 
And the United States did take that one to extra time, 0-0, but then Belgium scored two goals in the overtime. United States was able to get one back, but ultimately Bill Self ran out of time, didn't lose. They ran out of time. This is a big one. Kentucky versus Michigan. Kentucky, this is a game UK, you would think, should win. I'm taking the Cats 69 to 67 in a close one. And since I'm leading, I get Oscar Sheboy. Who's in Who's second? Uh, you guys are both tied at one, so I don't care. I was going to say, I think I got an MVP vote last time. If I'm not mistaken. You did not get the MVP right. But did I get time. closest to score? No. No, I did. Damn it. You son of a gun. Go ahead, You Ralph. were closest to total, but I had UK winning by... 19 and they won by 18 or 18 and, and they won by 19 you had 22 yeah. i think so yeah that's correct it was close though uh but un- unfortunately that only counts in Scooch, i'm gonna be uh pessimistic with my horse grenades uh, hunter dickinson is the mvp as michigan gets another stagnant uk offense they win 72 64 Ooh, really close to my score, but I'm going the other way. Give me the Cats, 72-66. I'll take Antonio Threves as MVP. Okay. Hey, Roush. Uh, th- this is a good point, a good chance for Roush to make up some points here. The score, by the way, is me three, and then these two goobers have one point apiece. So uh, that's our little basketball scoring game. We will tweet out our football picks. This is the final week of the pick em, Uh and Roush still holds a narrow three-point lead, so we will uh, – We just ran out of time on that today, so we'll get to that at another opportunity. Everybody have a good weekend. Did we miss anything? Nope. Uh, Go UK Volleyball tonight in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, uh, great great sweep yesterday. Beat Western Kentucky. Everybody have a good weekend. Be safe. Go USA. Go Cats. We'll see you on Monday. This is Kentucky Roll Call. CJ Walker.